Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Zach Leewald. Uh, yeah, Ben Stanhope. Uh, that was awkward. <laughs> Welcome to the Movie Vault. Uh, we've been off for the last two weeks because Zach has been busy with... No, I'm just kidding. We've both been busy. Uh, it's kind of that time of the semester where we... we it's have, finals. It's finals, yeah. And uh, But we had time this week, and we have a special guest on the podcast, Jonathan Young. Jonathan, say hi. Hey, it me. I don't really have anything else to say and beyond John- that. I feel like you're expecting a lot from me, honestly. Just hmm. Yeah, and Jonathan is actually not in this room, but we're trying to like layer his audio underneath ours so the audio quality will sound similar. Hopefully that works, because yeah. if it doesn't, then this will be a hard listen for everyone. Or, or- but we're still going to make you listen to it regardless. Well, yeah. Well, it depends on how dedicated of a fan you are. Oh, we have so many dedicated fans, oh, right, yeah. fans? Yeah. And they follow us on our Instagram at movie vault at, at the movie vault pod and our Twitter at movie vault pod, and they email us constantly at the movie vault pod at gmail.com. Oh, did they? So there, we got our socials. Do they out email the because you keep on getting your reviews wrong, or like why do they keep on emailing you? Um. Yeah. Basically, they just disagree no. With they us. they disagree with us. But remember, in the end, like who's right? Who's the movie experts? Who's the who's behind the <laughs> mic and who's listening to us? Yes. You know that's what we always say. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but we're re- we're reviewing today uh, one of Jonathan's favorite movies. Correct. Um. It, it's. It, I don't know about favorite, but it's definitely up there. I do. I do quite like it. It's in a particular genre okay, so. that I. Not many good movies appear in, in my opinion. So, would you say it's comfortably within your top 50 movies? Probably in there, yeah. Okay. Uh, The movie is Casino Royale, the first movie that uh, Daniel Craig starred as James Bond. And it was directed by, uh, who was it, Martin somebody or another? Scorsese? I don't have the Wikipedia page pulled up. Uh, Yes, good old Martin Scorsese. I wanted to say say Martin Freeman, but I don't think that's right either. It's not Martin Freeman. Hmm. It's Martin Campbell. Um, and it was released in the year of 2006, and it grossed $616.5 million to a $150 million budget, with a Rotten Tomato score of 94%. So this might pro- this might be one of the, the highest-grossing movies we've ever reviewed on the podcast. It, it is very much a success, especially with the Rotten Tomato score. Yeah. Because so. yeah. Rotten Tomato scores determine success. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. If, if a movie is not, like an 89 or higher i don't watch it you know just straight up i agree okay here's what i say i say rotten tomato scores don't determine what movies are good but they do determine what movies are bad so if it has a really low rotten tomato rotten tomato score it's probably a bad movie but like if it's high like above 80 or like above 90 even like all the different things it's probably like it could be a bad movie it could be good but you can't really know you know yeah all, all sarcasm aside that's very that's like a very good like judgment i'd say yeah, although I will say that some of them that are in the 50 to 60 range could be, are more mixed, so it, you could really like it or you might not like it. They're just more divisive movies generally. Yeah, so I'm saying it only tells you if it's bad, if it's like a 30 or 40. Like, yeah. We went and saw Chaos Walking and it got like a 30 or something. And it was bad. Yeah. It was not good. Well, you know, I'm not defending the, the, that The movie. problem with scores sometimes is that so, sometimes it's purely just a matter of subjectivity where it's just some people really hate something, but a particular niche, just like it's the greatest thing in the world, you know? Like Star Wars Episode Eight. Yeah, there's a niche of there. Yeah, there's ben a like, niche of people who do really like that movie. It's a small niche, but it, it does like exist. Ben. I, oh, like Ben. I'm in that niche. It was and and all the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Were also in that yeah. niche because it got like an 85. Yeah. Critic rating. Yeah. Um, which I guess was what makes me a critic. I don't know, guys. <laughs> I'm just saying. Ben's just better than us because he agrees with Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> critics. Zach, uh, what would you say about this movie? What's your phrase? Um. I don't know. Pow, pow. pow. There's a lot of action in this movie, okay? Like, every time it, something happened, like, there was a little bit of dialogue, and then someone would get shot in the head, so... Zach's, Zach's I don't know, amazing I don't know what you're talking about. Pow, Most pow. of the shots were kind of in the shoulder or chest area. There was only one notable one in the head. You're right, yeah. That's true. That was a very notable yeah, one. very though. notable. All right, so now our, we have our section that's called Botch, Watcher, Top Notch, which is basically there's three options. You can either botch the movie, which means it's horrible, or you could recommend a watch for everyone, and Top Notch would be like the highest tier of movie. Like, no person should go without seeing the movie. Mm-hmm. An example of that would be um, Elmo's Adventures in Grouchland or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. 
<laughs> or the one where Elmo tries to get the blanket back. Or yeah, that is that's the one. That's it. Yeah, oh, I love that one. They go to the Grouch Factory. Thing. Yeah. I have no okay, idea what, what you guys are saying. talking about. <laughs> Haha, <laughs> uh-huh, we're into Elmo and you're not. <laughs> yeah, actually, we're the biggest experts on Elmo um, out there. You know, we know we know everything. You know the lore. Uh, we've watched the lore. <laughs> we know the lore. It actually gets a lot darker than people expect. Behind all the happy faces, there's a dark. There's the puppeteers. Oh, yeah, no. it's Disney, ain't it? I. <laughs> Dis- Disney bought it, and they're doing something completely different. <laughs> subliminal <laughs> anyway uh i would give this movie a watch because i think it's it's definitely uh you know it's a james bond movie you gotta watch it especially if you like james bond but it's probably not really the top tier of film mm. in general i would say that's so mate yeah i agree with you i'd say watch of course like i don't, I don't think anyone's expecting me to say top notch yeah. but i wouldn't say botch because yeah. it's like a movie that you hear the word james bond a lot you know you hear that name it's not and uh you kind of just you gotta watch it to at least know what people are talking about. So you gotta watch it. And I feel like this movie would would have been a great movie to watch in the theater. It just has that sort of like cinematic mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Where as you're if you're just watching it on a normal flat screen, you're probably not gonna get as much of that out of it. But you gotta watch it in the cinemas in three D. Actually, I don't know if yes. there was a three D release uh, of this movie ever. Maybe not three D. Actually, it gives this me a movie. headache. Uh, as from as for you? me, prop. Probably watch, watch, just because, I mean, I feel like everyone, there are certain types of movies where everyone has to see at least one of them, you know? I feel like everyone should watch a James Bond, everyone should watch an Indiana Jones, you know? So you're saying that this would be the James Bond that everyone yes. should watch? Yes, there's another James Bond that I prefer, but the thing is that Casino Royale is, is I think, a better movie to get yourself introduced with, to the character. Okay. And which which is James Bond would you say is your favorite? I prefer Skyfall. It's two movies after Skyfall. this one, and it, I think it, a lot of the issues that you guys have with this movie, I think, are alleviated in that one. It's just this one's just a better opener. So, yeah, I get that. Um, so now we are going to go briefly through the plot of the movie, which uh, I'm going to ask you briefly. to explain. <laughs> and you can go, you can go as briefly as possible, like. Obviously, this movie is kind of complicated, yeah. so... Well, is this where you want to have the spoiler warning? Well, we probably should have put it earlier, oh, realistically yeah. speaking. Honestly, uh, if you came into our podcast and you were you were like, oh yeah, this movie's not going to get spoiled, well then, you're wrong, because we're spoiling everything. So, yeah, spoiler alert. And if you've listened to our podcast for long enough, you would know that, because we never have spoiler warnings, even though we should. The girl dies. <laughs> yeah. Girl dies, Lashif dies. Okay. James Bond dies. Everyone dies. James Bond like goes into cardiac arrest at one point. It's pretty. Oh cool. uh, yeah, yeah. He dies halfway through the movie. I, I, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. You know. Yeah. All right. Anywho. Made me yeah. sad. Anyway, as for the actual summary, um, oh boy, let's keep it brief. James Bond gains double O status. At which point, uh, he uh, tracks he tracks down this one dude who I, I'm gonna be real with you. I can't remember the significance of this one person, but his employer has significance in that his employer has dealings with the, vil- the movie's main villain, Le Chief. So, James Bond tracks down this one dude, kills him when he wasn't supposed to, MI6 gets in a whole bunch of heat for it, and James Bond is supposed to not be working, but I guess he's a workaholic because he kind of does anyway, and tracks down another person who is related to Le Chief, Kills this person, stops uh, an attempt at blowing up a plane, which we later find out was an attempt by Le Chief to actually get a bunch of money by shorting stocks on that particular company. You know, plane bl- blows up, stocks go down, the short is successful, money is gained. I don't really know all the ins and outs of the stock market, but I think that's close enough. At which point, <laughs> MI6 is like, okay, we have to take this guy head on. Uh, he's going to try and earn back so- a bunch of the money that he's that he's lost, which is like $100 million, by doing a very high-stakes poker game. He's hoping to earn back a lot of what he's lost, so the people who he works with don't get upset enough at him to actually kill him. Obviously, MI6, being a bunch of just, you know, do-gooders, doesn't really have anyone who gambles aside from James Bond, because he is quite the gambler. So he goes in, gambles his way, nearly dies, Le Chief nearly dies... 
everyone nearly dies. It's it's a whole thing. <laughs> Anywho, at, by the end of it, Mr. Bond wins the game. And fast forwarding a little bit, uh, Bond is captured by Le Chief, who tries to interrogate uh, information out of uh, Bond to get the money back that uh, Bond won. Le Chief dies through means that are known, but we don't know who did it necessarily. Fast forward a little bit, uh, Vesper, who I've not brought up to this point because there's too much to cover as is. Uh, Vesper and Bond have a bit of a relationship that takes up about the last half hour of the movie. Turns out Vesper actually betrays Bond by sending the money that he won to elsewhere, uh, unbeknownst to him. And, uh, oh goodness. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Almost there. It is there there's so much. Spy spy movies have too much stuff in them, honestly. <laughs> all right. So, once all that is said and done, once Bond f- finds out, he is obviously very upset. So he goes to uh, track down Vesper, only to see that Vesper has been... Uh, kidnapped isn't quite the right word. Blackmailed, I guess. Closer. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. blackmailed. Uh, she's locked into an elevator. Action scene takes place... Uh, building sinks into a river and vesper drowns and bond that's pretty much bond's origin story he from that point onward he becomes the cold-blooded person you know spy that everyone kind of more knows and i think that's everything yeah he shoots some guy in the leg at the end but i didn't that's a tie-in for the next movie which everyone considers to be the worst one okay what is it quantum of solace Solace, okay. I can't remember. Yeah. And he ends the movie by saying, the name's Bond, James Bond. <laughs> Which, of course, is iconic. Oh, yeah. The thing is, it's... it's the, the problem with that line is that it's in every single movie, so it can't really be used to like go like, oh, yeah, that movie. It's like, which one? There's like yeah, 23 right. of them. How many Bond movies are there, actually? I haven't looked up. It's quite a few. Um, and, and it's kind of hard to... I looked it up at one point, and it's kind of hard to keep track of like who... Um, yeah, who is like the actor in all of them? I know Sean Connery was like the first guy, right? Is that yeah, Sean Connery, whoever that dude was in Goldeneye, Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan. Bros- yeah, he was definitely one. Right now, there are twenty-four Bond, James Bond films produced. Is that uh, okay? Clue, tw- is Twenty-three that was a pretty close guess. I don't. Wait, that wait. might include the one that's going. No, to No, probably up. twenty. Actually, twenty-six. <laughs> oh, that, that, never mind. Was, My guess wasn't was in, that good. This was in twenty fifteen. Oh. And is that count, is that counting the new one that hasn't come out yet? No time to die. It it might. Uh, I'm kind of guessing it does. Let me okay. ask Siri. What number James Bond movie is No Time to Die? That's me talking to Siri. Yeah. Thank you for giving us uh, some context oh, to all okay. of our audio so, listeners. No tw- No Time to Die is actually the 25th. Actually. Okay. Apparently. Okay. Okay. So you're okay. pretty close. Yeah. That, that's all that matters. It doesn't care if you guys think this was a good movie or not. I was very close in my guess. I'm yeah. happy. I am pleased. <laughs> okay, so now our quote of the movie. Me and, me and Zach are going to have to do a little back and forth for this one. So yeah. I'm playing Vesper and uh, Zach. Of course, I'm playing James, James Jimothy. Bond. And I'll be okay. playing the silent cringing of me. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I have to get into character. Um, oh, I like wearing dresses. Okay, um... And I'm kind of, like, smart, but also, like, mischievous. I don't know. Um, Now I'm Vesper. Okay. Uh, Am I going to have a problem with you, Mr. Bond? No. Don't worry. You're not my type. Smart. Single. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) It was just really funny. Their their banter back and forth in the train scene. In the the movie, the actors are actually good, so the line kind of works, but... (laughs) <laughs> ben, we should act out all of our quotes from now on. Yeah, we have talked about doing like sketches at the start of our movies, making fun of the movies that we review. So this is we we would we could redo the whole train scene, just me and Zach. Sure. That would be amazing. Um, just do a whole reenactment. And now for our outsider review, uh, we have. <laughs> Why do we do our outsider review, Zach? Because you can always be a pessimist, Jonathan. That's right. Oh. And. Uh, <laughs> The guy who we brought in to do our outsider review from Rotten Tomatoes, his name is Gregory Weinkoff. So, probably European because his website is uh, Ubersine. 
So I'm 100 sure for Cine. His review website very often. His review consists of two words: junk bond. Period. I looked at the list. There's only 15 negative reviews on Rotten Tomato for this movie. And I just see uh, one that says junk bond. And uh, I'm like, this is this is the insight that we're looking for from our critics. Uh, yes. By the uh, way, my apologies to the audio listeners. I just saw an audacity. My audio peaked there for a hot second. So I'm very, very sorry about that. Forgive me. Uh, we'll have to reduce your volume in post. We, we can fix everything in post. Yeah, that's what people well, that, always say. Yeah, that's what they say to. That's what they say about bad movies. Eh, we'll just fix it in post. Avatar: The Last Airbender. Eh, we'll just fix it in post. Oh, I love the show. Hate the movie. Uh, oh, is it the M yeah. Night Shyamalan movie? Yes. Yeah, man. M Night Shyamalan has such a weird record because his good stuff is really good, but his bad stuff is really bad. Yeah, I think we said that once in the podcast. Yeah, I think he's coming out with a new movie though, and I'm kind of excited for it, even though I really haven't watched that much of his stuff. I've just heard like I know he has a plot twist at the end of every single movie. And mm. that's pretty the much the plot twist of the Avatar one is that it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was going to be good, but it's actually see, bad. He did something very creative there. The twist is at the very beginning. Oh, that they only do the water book. No, no, spoiler no, 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 alert. No. Oh, no, no, no. I'm the just twist kidding. Is that it's bad from the very beginning. Oh yeah, you know, true. It's not Sorry, at the that's end. That's Zach taking a joke the literally end. again. Yeah. Somebody else said this movie is the spy who gagged me. Just wanted to put <laughs> that one on everyone's palette. Oh, mm, ben, is it um, Wes Anderson coming out with a new movie? Yeah, The, the French th- Dispatch. Okay. Yeah, so that one that one will be also really exciting. Hopefully it's hopefully it'll be good. I mean, I haven't watched a bad Wes Anderson movie yet. So do you think that the Junk Bond review was, was against your views? I think it was probably just either it was a person who really adores like the more the older like classic bond movies or someone who's just not into the genre very much. Yeah, that's probably accurate. That seems like Because what would to call like even if I saw something that I didn't like, I don't know if I'd call it junk. I just know I wouldn't like it. If I were to call something junk, it's because I have a previous history with it or really despise Maybe it. Maybe he has a traumatic with. past of a James Bond incident. Yeah, uh, bond. maybe he tried out for James Bond and didn't get the part. Like he's this, like Daniel Craig. Jealous. Daniel Craig shouldn't have gotten this. I Gregory Weinkoff should have been James Bond. The name's though. Gregory. <laughs> or Weinkoff. Gregory Weinkoff. It just it just rolls off the tongue, you know. <laughs> no, Gregory Weinkoff right. sounds like one of the villains from. <laughs> Half of our podcast is just making fun of critics' names. It's been like that since day one. A O Scott. A O Scott. Well, if it's. Well, if it's really half of it, we have, we have to keep this up for like another ten minutes or something, dude. Oh yeah, that that would be annoying. Oh, so so Gregory, you know mm. the name Gregory just reminds me. Oh, I'm just kidding. Die for the kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Segway. So there were several cars wrecked in this movie. I'm gonna be completely honest, and you know what that means. James Bond better have had good car insurance, but I had a hot tip that his car insurance was not good. Mr. Bond should have called Hedman Angle Agency to save money on his auto insurance. And perhaps even his home and business insurance, although I'm not really sure he was a business owner, uh, considering that he was an agent. But, you know, maybe he could recommend it to a friend who had a business. Or uh, or that one guy, Mads Mikkelsen, the chief, what was his name? The chief. Yeah, he had a business. He needed some insurance when he lost all that money, you know. Um, and he needed some above-the-ground insurance for his underground Operation. Yeah, he needed some for his underground criminal. <laughs> yeah, he needed some legal insurance for his criminal organization. I'm not saying that Hedman Anglin Agency can do that. You'll probably have to go to a more dishonest insurance company because Hedman Anglin is very go honest. To better do we want to restart Saul? this? <laughs> do we want to restart this? I feel like no, no, no. I we're feel good. Like the... You just okay. you just need to call six one four four eight six seven three zero zero. That's six one four four eight six seven three zero zero. And if you do, make sure you tell them that Ben and Zach sent you and that you have a totally legitimate business. And the name's Ben Zach. Ben and Zach. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow, I actually didn't cringe at that one. Yes. That was actually a good joke. Um, mm. Now that we've talked about how good of a joke it was, it probably made it a worse <laughs> joke. But anyway. All right, uh, pat yourselves on the back now. Come on, do it. Uh, now we're going to get into our rating of the movie. So our 10-point rating system, trademarked by me and Zach, or Zach and I. And uh, Oh, good. I, I, was thought, I was thinking about that in my head, but you corrected yourself. So Yeah, I, I will always correct myself when I say me and something. You know, I can do that. 
Um, mm-hmm. and so it's like autocorrect, right? We're starting out with sentiment, which is uh, your feeling, your emotions, how the movie affected you and impacted you on a psychological how, level. How did this change you? <laughs> how did this change your experience? I don't know about you, but I wasn't a ruthless killer before this movie. I was, and this movie changed me into being more of a ruthless killer. Oh! Ben really took out the good message out of this. <laughs> yes. No, but I would say I gave this well, a... Well, no, that, that's for later. The message yeah. is for later, Zach. Yeah, I come on. I always get confused at my own rating system. Yeah. I gave this the sentiment a seven, because I thought I liked it, but I didn't like it, like, a ton. But I liked it. Yeah, I mm-hmm. gave it a six. I loved the action sequences. Of course, that took up about half the movies, which is which is good. So, I mean, it's a James Bond movie. What do you expect? So, mm-hmm. yeah. What about you, John? Yeah. Uh, I, I did an eight just because I don't know very much about what the rules of poker are, but I was enthralled during all the poker scenes, and that's very impressive. Yeah. So, I just, yeah. I feel like I wasn't enthralled enough, but I think that was a fault of my where I was watching it. I think the scenes were very, like, well done in terms of, like, how they portrayed the poker game because it is it would be kind of difficult to like the general audience isn't going to know how to play texas hold'em necessarily so mm-hmm. so to get everyone to be engaged in that scene is definitely a an impressive um i can only imagine that if you actually know all the rules that's like like top 10 like movie moments like in general i'm sure if you actually know the rules and understand how the game works unlike me instead i see ooh, pretty chip you know, then call it a day. Well, every time I imagined it as a fight in my head. Every time they laid down a chip, it was another punch. Yeah, that's a good yeah. way to look at it. Yeah. it. That was probably like part of the intent in mind. But anywho, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to sing the praises of just that in particular too much. But yeah, eight because they did something that was very impressive to me. They made that engaging, even though I have no idea how to play. <laughs> All right. So next is message, which I gave a six. I apologize, Jonathan. I give it a four <laughs> for message. No, no, no. No, I gave it a one. <laughs> oh, my basic- goodness. Think about it. The message is basically trust no one, not even your allies, <laughs> which just doesn't apply at all. Okay. Like, hold on. I'm bumping it up ben, to a two. You but like, you're putting it at a six. <laughs> okay, okay. I, let me explain myself first. There, that is the most literal message you can get out of this movie i suppose because if you look more at how the characters interact with each other you can see the pitfall like think about how like it is kind of about trusting no one but it's also learning how to know who you can trust because you know this girl he didn't know her that well and he chose to get involved in this relationship very suddenly that was a business relationship you know when she was already involved with another man too yeah so it's his mistake and so like, you got to look at those choices that the people make in the movie and be like, okay, so what did we learn through these whole experiences? Now, ultimately, it affects James Bond very negatively, I guess you could say, in turn, but it turns him in, into being more, more cold-hearted and less of a person. So in that way, it's sort of like a, a tragedy. But he also sort of starts out that way. So it's kind of – it is interesting. Yeah. That goes more into character. You know what? You know what? I'm willing to bump it up to a three. But okay. as far as the message is concerned – it, it is fairly weak in this movie, I will admit. Yeah, I, I was probably a little Can't bit. wait for your audience to disagree with me. I was probably a bit generous with the they're message. They're going to rip you apart, Jonathan. Man, they're going to rip me apart even though I was the one that recommended this movie and actually quite like it. <laughs> um, next is plot, though, which I gave a 7 because it's kind of messy, but it also works. It's a little long, though, I will say. I give it a 5. Mm-hmm. I, I gave it a 7 at first because I liked it. Because it was, you know, it's good. It's actiony. It's got a good, like, flow. I guess is that a good way to put mm-hmm. it. And then, mm-hmm. but I think it just dragged on. I think they could have ended it with that boat scene where they're just going off into the sunset. Him and yeah. But uh, then they had another half hour where she could betrays they have him. though. Well, they go off. They go in another half hour and they betray him. Like I don't know. It just seemed like it was supposed the, the, to the end. Thing, okay. The thing is, I see where you're coming from, but Bond's character arc would not have been completed. Yeah, if that's, that's where they left it off. That's what I think too. I, I don't. So think it's this like movie I agree with you, but I also disagree. You yeah, know? but could they have it's cut like, it an hour out? Maybe that's they, what I'm I, trying to say. Here's what I th- I think they could have trimmed the fat on this movie, but I they don't. Could've. But I don't yeah. think they could have trimmed an hour out of this movie. But I don't think no, they could have just cut not. out. 
the last half hour. They would need to cut out. And then when you start trimming the fat on James Bond, that means you have less action scenes. Well, which he, is what people Daniel want. Craig already had all the trim, fat trimmed off of him anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> what criteria is that under? Is that under acting? Is that yeah, that prob- under? probably. Let's put that under acting, you know? <laughs> Just the put that under cinematography. <laughs> How attractive the cast is. Cinematography. Style. Um, well, uh, uh, what was your what was your score, uh, John? Um, I, I went. I'm kind of, I'm kind of between a seven and an eight. Uh, I'm gonna say, probably more of a seven. I'm taking two points off because the story is kind of hard to follow on the first go around, and also I I do agree. I do wish it was a teensy bit shorter. It, it's like uh, a Christopher Nolan movie in that there's a lot of working pieces, but it lacks like the interesting part of a Nolan movie. That's like the time. Or, or, like, mm-hmm. playing with time. So it's like, imagine you have, like, Tenet, but you don't have the time traveling, which obviously Tenet was probably based on James Bond, so that's not necessarily a, a great comparison, but you <laughs> get what I'm saying. Like, Tenet has that other interesting aspect of, like, sci-fi going on. Layers. With layers, where this is just straight-up spy, so it doesn't have that going for it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, um, if you're into it, you're going to love it. If you're not into yeah, it... Yeah, that's true. If you're not into it, it's just... Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, that with that excellent segue that is totally non-existent into character we arcs. Always unless do you that. have unless you have something else to say. Um, interrupt. Uh, uh, regarding the length, I guess of the movie, I would just say that I I understand wanting to cut it, but I don't know that it could have been cut that much. I don't know. There's a, I didn't there like, like how like long it was. Ten minute action action sequences at a time, and I liked the action. I, that was my. That's the problem. Part. Is how do you sell this movie if there's not action sequences? Like I just but, like, don't see how a lot you of, cut but time. I think of this. you even said this at one point. You said that the talking in the movie sometimes just wasn't like integral. Yeah, the talk. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like the dialogue didn't seem super important all the time. Like you could sort of follow what was happening without like really closely following the dialogue. So I was mm-hmm. thinking you could trim those and then trim the action sequences, and you could probably get good forty minutes out. Yeah, I, and know, I, I don't think know it about has forty minutes. I feel like that's, it's so, that's a lot. It kind of suffers <laughs> from the same same problem that um, Nolan suffers from, in that it uses it, the characters as more of plot devices than actual characters that you get engaged in. Aside from Bond, I would say, and maybe, maybe Vespa, Vesper, yeah. like maybe the two of them had like, you were sort of invested in them as people, but everyone else was just sort of like, I don't really well, care. They were chat- on, on the, on the bright yeah. side, it didn't drag as much as the first half of the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. It didn't drag as much as the first half I have of that. Heard, I've heard that that is like very, yeah. Bo- it, actually, somebody, somebody brought that up, actually, that the, that's... Uh, Snyder Cut was like that. I, I, I was very it. tempted to Probably have that be the movie be we'll watch, but man, four hours. It was just <laughs> it would just be too <laughs> much. Man. Done that. We would have still. You guys been, were complaining. We you guys are complaining about now. the length of like a two-hour, fifteen-minute movie. Like four hours. It'd be too. Yeah, much. That, and that's the thing about us. Zach and I are very much on camp. Um, if you can make an hour, an hour and a half long movie that or is an compelling, minutes, an hour and twenty minutes, then that's a good movie. But like, once you start getting past an hour and a half. You better have a good movie, otherwise I'm not gonna like. I'm well, not, just not gonna enjoy it. And that's it that probably much. our preference, cause like our lectures in school are usually an hour and twenty for me, mm-hmm. at least. So that's just so, how long your mind is used to being engaged with something. Yeah, that. Well, not even that, cause I could probably be engaged for longer than that. It's just like, how long do I want to sit down? You know, I want to go outside. I it's also because stuff. I I feel like uh, movie directors don't utilize the extra time well a lot of the time, like. They have extra time, but like it's just excess. It's not actually driving. And what's the point? It, it's more it's money not, to do that. It's not exploring the characters mm-hmm. in a way that it could. It's kind of like I, you would think TV shows could have better character development because they're longer, but a lot of times they just end up having more characters, yeah. so there's not actually more development. Yeah. My, my strategy for watching TV shows is usually the first season is fine, but then once you're, once you're past that, I bump up the playback speed because m- most of it is kind of useless, except for like really good shows. Like Breaking Bad, yeah, that would have that has good character development though. Anyway, th- speaking of character development, we got to get into character arcs. That was a much better segue probably... than the non-existent one I did. Good job. Yes, um, I also gave this a seven because I really liked James Bond's character arcs. I didn't as much like a lot of the other characters' arcs, and especially Vesper's. I don't know. I know it was necessary, but I just didn't like it that much. I guess that's fair. If that makes sense. That's fair. 
Yeah, I gave it a six. I think for the same reasons. It's just yeah. that equates to a six for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to go eight. So we kind of got a six, seven, eight kind of going on here. We're all in the same range, I'd say. So it's like the most positive view of character arc, the most negative view of character arc, and then me as but we all, But we're all kind of in the same area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Ben's in between us. We, we made a Ben sandwich. We really did. Yep. We really did. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know I, if I have a lot to say, honestly. <laughs> I think we covered a lot of like character arcs already. Yeah. So we when we were talking about spend a whole plot and message and sentiment and all that sort of stuff, we kind of talked. They about should have it. had an. They should have had an Idris Elba cameo. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good old, Idris Elba could be in every single movie. You know what? He he should have been the CIA agent, Idris Elba. <laughs> he should have been James. Isn't Bond. he British though? Yeah. He oh been yeah. James Bond. Well. I th- I think he is a British. Well, was, so he could be an. Was, weren't there rumors agent. going around of him actually being the next Bond for a little bit? I don't know I if they're think, still going around, but I think they might still be going on. I don't think they've announced. Who I really would have. I'd actually quite like it if he was James Bond. I think he's cool. I think he could pull it off. Oh yeah, he could absolutely pull it off. Yeah. And he's yeah he he yeah he would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, although I would, it is interesting because they're gonna keep making James Bond movies, but how are they gonna make them, like. Like, I don't know. It's just how are they going to make them consistently good because they have used so many different things for James Bond. Well, you see, that's like, their secret. Many... They're not consistently good. Oh, I see. <laughs> I, see. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I can't remember if this was while we were recording or while we were setting up. But again, Quantum of Solace is not a good movie. Oh, yeah. And to be honest, I think you mentioned Spectre, that. which is the one that comes after Skyfall, is only a little bit better. <laughs> So it's kind of hit or miss yeah, with James Bond. Yeah. The, Dan, the Daniel Craig area has, era has sort of been every other one is a good one. Interesting. So I'm, I'm fingers uh, crossed No so Time I'm, to Die is going to be a good one. I'm just going to wa- watch every other one then. I'm just yeah. gonna... <laughs> You're going to read the plot summary just so you can keep up with everything and then, you know. On to the next. Yep, but the next. cinematography, I feel like, is going to be more positive because I thought it was really good. I gave it an 8. Yeah. Like... I mean, it was at least, like, above average for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, with all the action shots, um, yeah. it was just the the camera drew attention where it needed to. And it mm-hmm. was – it stood out a little bit more than, like, a lot of the times the problems with the movies we review is, like, well, the camera work was good, but, like, it didn't do anything, like, well, amazing. You, but I feel like this movie had more time. You're, you're saying it's good, but I'm shine. looking over at Zach, and he, something about his facial expression is just a little bit unconvinced. <laughs> Actually, I gave it the same score. Really? I think Zach's just, I think Zach's just tired. Uh, I'm just okay, tired. Okay, okay. Like, are you unconvinced? I'm tired, I can't tell. Yeah, so eight, eights for both of you. I said, I said nine because I really do like it. It's just the editing kind of let it down because sometimes the editing isn't very good. And also, I'm not a big shaky cam person, and there's a fair bit of oh, it. Oh, I'm, I'm a big shaky cam person. Uh, I, I love – Our first review was good time. I love um, Lars von Trier. I mean, I don't love Lars von Trier. I, that's that's a little strong. Um, I I admire Lars von Trier's shaky camera style. Mm-hmm. I don't um I don't condone everything that he chooses to put in his movies, but I do condone his style of camera work. Yeah. Which might not even be him, but it's, he uses it in both of the movies of his that I've watched. But nine because and, the editing and the shaky cam. Yeah. All right, that's fair. Yeah. We uh, watched, when we watched Good Time, there was those camera shots of really close-ups, and you liked those, too. I love so that, So you like yeah. experimental camera shots. Yeah, that's true. You, you I like don't more, know like, ever interesting, like, engaging type stuff rather than just, this is the information presented to you. Yeah, Ben, ben likes those those experimental things. I like it when I can see the characters when there's a scene <laughs> going on, you know? <laughs> Have you ever watched uh, Uncut Gems? No, <laughs> I've not. That That is, like, shaky cam. And close-up shots, maybe not shaky camera shots, but close-up shots. And then, and then there's also just sound going on like constantly everywhere. Like there's people talking over each other the whole movie. It's amazing. Hmm. Uh, But I feel like people would also hate it because some people also hate it because like when everyone's talking over everyone else and it's hard to pay attention. Uh, to who's saying what? that well you see like, i don't know if i really necessarily confusing. agree with everything that you're saying but really this is just an example of me talking over you and i really appreciate if you keep on talking what for are the you sake talking of this about example. wait like, why you, yeah i don't you just do that like, for me yeah right, i greatly appreciate Guys, it. i mean i can do that if you let me i mean you gotta let me you're making me cry all right 
now onto originality, which I gave a six because it's a Bond movie. So like it can only, but it's original in some regards because it has a new Bond. So you yeah. gotta give it points for wow, having Ben. <laughs> you and I did the same one again. Wow, I, I'm I'm kind lot, of the odd one out here. Usually I'm the one that's more positive, but I'm a little more negative. I'm giving it a five because technically it's based on a book. <gasps> I didn't yeah, know that. that's true. That does kind of like. And my C- Casino Royale was first a book. Although, from what I understand, a lot of changes were made. The overall, like, grander plot line came from that. I'm book, shocked that they I made understand. changes. I would have expected them to stay exactly close to the book. You know, Hollywood yeah. is, usually does that. Why couldn't they just keep it the exact same like the Hobbit trilogy? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, we hate Hollywood. We don't like we're we're Hollywood we're against Hollywood anti Hollywoods yeah if I if are I was a more, movie are you maker, more Georgia people because of the number of movies made there uh, <laughs> no Peach. no I just say that like if I was a movie director I wouldn't hire anyone from Hollywood I'd be like hiring like random people off the street because my movies would be like that experimental you know it's I just th- not as authentic if you're hiring professionals you know I think the peak <laughs> I think the peak of television movies any cinema. Is Disney Channel early two thousands? Oh, that's kind of a hot take. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, some people have opinions, and sometimes I they're feel wrong, like you so got you, know. you got to go with like something like fifties, fifties European cinema or something like no. Berg, Bergman or like uh, okay. Truffaut. This probably just has this probably just has to do a lot with just I I'm I I don't know if you're aware of this Zach, but I make animation stuff. I really like like mid to early 2000s like animated movies okay that's actually a like, good call Astro Boy? like well i was thinking more like uh pixar did a lot of good movies in that era are you Disney talking about 3d animation 3d 3d or 2d honestly okay. emperor's animation new, in general emperor's new groove 2001 yes, princess new and the frog uh yeah, yeah. well uh, wasn't i'm trying to remember if that was mid or kind of rapunzel so tangled no that was late 2000s you're uh, not getting the early to mid early early the incredibles cars. monsters inc cars <laughs> cars um, 2 toy story 2 oh yeah that was not like cars 2002. oh okay this was 1999 but i'm gonna count it the iron giant oh i haven't <gasps> I seen that, that one movie. i've heard it's very good ben you would cry your eyes out i would yeah uh, but i'm just i'm, I'm the a fox and the hound I'm, I'm a nerd about all that sort of stuff so that's kind of how did we get on this topic? I don't know. I'm just saying that from my, like, any mid, like, late 50s, early 60s European movie that I've watched has been good so far. But there hasn't been that mm. many. So I can't really make a, like, blind statement that European cinema from the 50s to the 60s was, like, the best. No, the best was, you know, because said, like early 2000s Disney Because, like, one of my favorite movies, <laughs> I like, one of my favorite movies is uh, Eight and a Half. That's Fe- Federico Fellini. Um, it's really amazing. Zach and, and then, Cody. Would it, would, it, would, it, would it shock you to know that I've never heard of that? No, it would not shock Sweet me. Sweet Life on And deck. then The Seventh Seal by Ingmar Bergman is Corey also... Corey in the House. Like, uh, really <laughs> That's amazing. so Raven. And then we got The the 400 Blows by Francois Truffaut. Like, if you're, like, a big, like, earlier movies person, you would know all those movies. But if you're not, then you wouldn't. It's kind of I'm one just, of those things. It's just, this back and, it's just this back and forth of just hearing movies that I, I've never heard of before versus titles that i've actually heard but i've never seen <laughs> and just like that's Corey so in the weird. house 300 blows it's like oh okay no, it's four, 400 blows. 400 very important uh, that you get the right number they should do that. a Corey in the house 400 blows crossover <laughs> uh, what was Corey in the house about it was uh this it's this guy and his dad's the chef for the president and he lives in the white house okay so you could do it sort of because 400 blows is about this random kid who went to school who like skipped school and like his parents like his mom's cheating on his dad like but it's in france okay so like there's international relations and Corey goes with his dad to an international agreement yeah or not his dad maybe his dad went with the president or whatever and then mm-hmm. they okay. meet the french and people then... and then Corey gets involved in all that kind of stuff and has to shoot up a bunch of people I don't know. No, that's I'm, not, I'm, not as fam- I'm not as familiar with all the lore here, but do you think there could be a That's So Raven cameo at the end credits? Scene? Oh, probably. Well, we could, could fit yeah, that in. That's So Raven, she can predict the future. That's what she does. <laughs> Zach and I's career in movies is going to be And then that making, ties into the sequel that will never It's going to be out. making spoof <laughs> parodies, uh, com- mashing two different movies of unrelated genres together. Remember we tried to make a, for the guy, Inspector Gravy spinoff? Oh yeah, we should do. The, we need to do the Inspector Gravy spinoff from uh, Killer Sofa. Yes, you should watch the Killer Sofa, Jonathan. It's a great movie. Yeah, Hi, it's on Amazon I'll Prime. Add it to the list. <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime. Beware. Yeah, make sure scary. you push that one towards the top of the list. Yeah. 
All right. I'll, I'll put it never just above the Steve again. Jobs movie. I'll put it just above the Steve Jobs movie because I heard good things about that one. That one's probably good. Have you seen The Social Network? I've not. I've not. That one's good. We reviewed that one on the I, podcast. I just, I've seen so many clips online of the Steve Jobs movie, and I love the dialogue. Oh, yeah. Because it has that overlapping, but it's not annoying. Because you can still discern everything. It's Aaron Sorkin. So he's the same guy who wrote The Social Network. And, like, he also did uh, The Chicago of the Trial 7, which came out last year, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we've we've kind of... I mean, this is what the podcast is really... This, the podcast is really all about the tangents. It's not about the structure. Yeah. It's not about, I was about to say, keeping this is everything super more of an defined. outside the vaults episode more than a James uh, Bond I, one. Yeah, but you know, James Bond can only hold people's attention so so long. They really come to hear us talk, right? Right, listeners. Right, tangents <laughs> like in calculus. <laughs> but we got to get into. Oh, no, don't don't say the c word. <laughs> <laughs> the mathematician c word. <laughs> See, it's, I don't. I don't think I even took calculus. I managed to get do like trigonometry and then call it a day. Hey, anyway, tangent that's, that's is it. also in trigonometry. That's so. true. You do not. Get I know. Your... I've just merely erased most of trigonometry, so it's really not that big of a deal. He single-handedly erased all of trigonometry. Yeah. Yeah. Backup, backup, incomplete, deleted. <laughs> yeah. You, you ever just wonder how how and why trigonometry books are so expensive? It's not because t- college textbooks are expensive. It's because I've you know got rid of most of them so so they had to rewrite them all yeah yeah that's pretty anywho cool. moving on <laughs> acting good yes i gave acting an eight because it's pretty good it's pretty solid all around i gave it a seven minus one because i didn't like vespers acting that much you didn't i thought she was fine no mm. I, I just that smug face I thought it was a good smug face and it accurately portrayed her character no the actress was going beyond the screen with that smug face I also really like Mads Mikkelsen for some reason. I can't explain it. I just like him. Yeah. I think he he yeah. fit the he fit the character of the the guy in the black suit and the scarred eye. That's the guy you're talking about. Yeah, right? he has such a defined face. Yeah, it's very. Bony. He really does. Although we need the, the problem. Skin is tight. Honestly. I love Mads Mikkelsen, but whenever I see him in a movie, I don't think, oh, it's whatever his character is. Oh, I say, oh, it's Mads Mikkelsen. I know that is the problem with people like Mads Mikkelsen. It's like, wow, it's him because he's so recognizable. Yeah. Or like Shaquille O'Neal. Same goes with a lot of other popular <laughs> actors. When Shaquille O'Neal acts, I don't think he's a character. I think he's Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, although James Daniel Craig, I gotta I gotta talk about him for a second because I feel like while that he was really good, I'm not sure what this might be like my least favorite Daniel Craig performance that I've seen because I've seen him in hmm. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which is I wouldn't say I would recommend that movie for people to watch because it's really dark. And it has, like, content that is, like, pretty. Oh, it, it, did the editor just not get the brightness settings right? Well, it is actually dark, <laughs> like, in like They had glow-in-the-dark tattoos, don't worry. Because the movie is set in Sweden, and everything is super dark and cold-looking. Um, but he's, like, a lot better in that movie, I would say. Like, it's it's sort of, like, is the same... Is he the girl in the dragon tattoo? The same idea of James Bond. Not really... Like, he's not a spy, but, like... Like, he has the same sort of personality, but it just works better with that movie. Mm. And then, like, in Logan Lucky, he plays, like, a redneck. Oh, I remember that. And he's hilarious in that movie. I wouldn't say that's better necessarily, but it's interesting. Knives Out. Oh, he's hilarious. He's he's great in Knives Out, too, which I haven't seen the whole thing of, but I've seen enough of his role to say he's good. Mm. So that's why I'm like, I'm not like a Daniel Craig, like, I don't have him watch every single one of his movies, but like, I kind of like You're not a Daniel Craig enthusiast, but you like his work. Yeah. But this one was a bit of a letdown from what you expect from him. A slight letdown. Okay, fair enough. And then you said seven, Zach? Yeah. Just her Hmm. smug face. (laughs) I don't (laughs) know what it was. Maybe it was my own, it was probably just me. But honestly, I didn't yeah. like her character that much. I like Daniel Craig though. That's why I gave it above, uh, yeah. above a five. So, yeah. I mean, so here, here's the deal. My score is very positive, but it's just because I'm not very good at finding complaints with this type of thing. Just ten because I can't find much to complain about. It's like for for all the weird lines that they are that are in the movie, I will admit, they're all pulled off pretty darn well. I get. Like, yeah, I can see that like why you would give it a 10 like i i don't i think the acting is very professionally done but i think Mm. i think the difference is that i look at it more like okay are the actors elevating the movie to another level or not and i don't feel like i don't feel like they were elevating it to another level i feel like they were just sort of like keeping it at where they needed it to be 
but they weren't pulling yeah. it down it either. So like yeah. they might have been slightly. I, I just yeah, no, no no complaints. It's just nothing really exceptional either. So I don't know. Maybe I'm willing to put it down to a nine, but, but I, I'll, I'll stick with I'll stick with ten. I'll stick with ten. Stick I'll to, settle here. Stick to your guns. Yeah, I'll stick to my guns. Um. So I I now we're on to style, which I gave an eight because like James Bond is just so cool. Yeah. Uh, if you want to watch a James Bond movie, you have to watch a James Bond movie. Yeah, like everything you know? is straight out of like a a Saks Fifth Avenue magazine. Like he's wearing like <laughs> wearing the nicest Vegas, stuff. Yeah. Watches, nice cars. Yeah. And that's why I gave it a six because I don't like that style that much. Yeah, it, it it is kind of I get it. Most people do, but for me, because a lot of movies, in my opinion, are like that nowadays. And I maybe they most likely came from James Bond, like derived from <laughs> Christopher <it>. Nolan. <laughs> but this movie also came from older James Bond movies, and I know he is James Bond, but he's still derived from another James Bond. So that's mm-hmm. why I gave style a six, and that could be more originality. But I just I I. I like the style, but it's like when you eat, it's like when you eat a lot of food, you know, like you, you want to try different mm-hmm. foods. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, I just did a nine because like I said earlier, if you want to watch a James Bond movie, you have to watch a James Bond movie. There's very, very few other avenues that you can go to get that kind of like style of movie, you know, other than Nolan and, and, and yeah, only two of yeah. his movies inception and oh actually a lot of it and i'd I'd, I'd argue you can get a smidgen of it from some moments of like the uh, mission impossible franchise yes because i think the mission impossible franchise is the american version of james bond (laughs) and it's pretty much becoming that isn't it yeah and essentially you have to swap out tom cruise and it's gonna actually be james bond because they're gonna have like a revolving door of actors because i kind of think that that it it focuses more on the stunts though like that's why people like mission impossible (laughs) Um, yeah. where James Bond is also the stunts, but I don't know. There's a little bit supposed to be a little bit more to James Bond from what my perception of it was. Like I would mm. never go into Mission Impossible being like, I can't wait to watch the in-depth story plot. And maybe I shouldn't. Maybe maybe I shouldn't be going into uh, James Bond thinking that either. Maybe that's just a flaw of my what I'm like expecting out of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also it doesn't help that Casino Royale is one of the more hyped up movies in the franchise. So it's kind of like yeah, yeah. Yeah. So next, next we have soundtrack, which I gave a seven, but I honestly did not like. It didn't stick out to me. Like I don't know. Like I mm-hmm. a lot of times the soundtrack it's either like I really recognize the soundtrack or I just don't. It's just sort of like yeah. in the background. But I kind of well, assume it's good if it's in the background because that means it's doing its job. <laughs> well, you see, I think I have a different philosophy where it, it's it is dependent on the movie. Sometimes you want the soundtrack to stick out and sometimes that's a really great thing. Like I think to the guardians of the galaxy movies. Yeah. The soundtrack sticks out like crazy and it is an excellent part of the movie. Other times when it's just very background, it does work very well. But, um, I mean, the, the thing is, is that there's a lot of iconic, like the James Bond theme. It's not like so iconic as, you know, you could kind of like hum it very well. Like, you hear it and you instantly recognize it. So, like, but at the same time, the rest of it was kind of boring, in my opinion. So, probably seven because of the James Bond theme and some of the other more prominent pieces kind of save it. I gave it a seven. I think it was just, like, I enjoyed the James Bond sounds. They're similar throughout the movies. They're pretty similar, mm-hmm. right? They got the, uh, the the brass that makes it unique. And I liked, but, I liked the intro, you know. the intro credit things. Like the oh yeah, that was oh, actually yeah. cool. I, I oh yeah, that adds to the style. Hold on, never mind. It's a ten. <laughs> that add, that adds an extra point to the style. I forgot about that. Like the intro credit I, scene I, was like back. normally you get annoyed that they have those, but there's a few movies that you're like, oh, this is really cool. Like I would say this movie, and then like a movie like Seven would ha- also is an example of like a really cool opening. Like it's just words on a screen, but it's just like the music and the way it's done is just very. Like mm-hmm. engaging versus some movies that are just yeah. like super boring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And lastly, yeah. choreography, which is kind of like a necessity. Oh, I forgot! I forgot about that bit. Hold which on. is more like this is like action <laughs> choreography, I guess. Unless we're talking yeah. about an actual musical, in which case, I guess it might be like you know, like dancing, dancing and whatever. With the whatever stars. Else. I didn't even know my coat could do this. Is that even? Ben a- just discovered. We're, we're that- gonna talk about. We're gonna. Are we gonna talk about the choreography of Mads Mikkelsen flipping that like chip around while he was? Oh like, yeah, thinking? yeah, you can. Uh, we sometimes our choreography, mm. like in Trolls, our choreography was the movement of their hair. 
So yeah, some so you have to you have to. I hate to break it to I hate to break it to you, dude. Most of that was a simulation. I know, but the stunt actors did a good job. <laughs> the stunt doubles. <laughs> okay. Wait, you're meaning to tell me that it's a simulation? We life. Live in, life is a, like the Matrix, oh dude. Oh my goodness, we are in a simulation. No, I, I'm gonna be honest. Like, no, no, life no, is becoming harder and harder to decipher with like like electronics, like. One day we're gonna have simulations as real as Ready Player One, and we're gonna have play- things like that available at our disposal. So life will become, will either become like people will become disconnected from reality, and other people will like av- try to avoid that stuff and stay in reality. And those two groups will just not talk. To and each then other. there will be the people who are, what is reality? And they'll just be like confused. That'll probably be me and Ben. <laughs> then, there, there, there'll be, <laughs> the, make a podcast there'll be the philosophers who ruin it for everyone else. That's true. Philosophers ruin everything. That's our spinoff podcast. What is reality? And it's just us asking questions and not giving any answers. It's like, and laughing what about is them. this plastic yeah. water bottle? It's like, what is this bottle? It's like Ben and I, we ask, we ask really deep questions, don't answer them, but laugh about it because we don't actually like care deeply that much. We're like, how oh, you guys actually care about this stuff? <laughs> 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 the meaning of life? <laughs> what? What is emotion, though? What is you know? it? Why do you feel something? Why does it burn within you? And Emotional intelligence. Why does... Why... Why does pain hurt? Yes, why does it hurt? Well, that can be scientifically. Yeah, that's true. It's actually just to warn your body that something bad's happening, probably. It's kind of boring, actually. But why does the signal have to be that aggressive? Why can't it be the body just... Why can't like, it be like... Oh, by the way, there's some pressure here. Oh, this feeling is so pleasant. I need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I guess it's weird to think about. Like if a knife's going in you and it if just you, tickles. You know what? <laughs> like, oh, I need to get this knife out. Yeah, I'm dying. <laughs> you know, it'd just be really nice if life had like an... If your body just had an options menu where you could tune the sensitivity. Yeah, it's like you're in Minecraft hardcore mode and you can make it to easy mode. Yeah, because oh, say, yeah. like, I'm a runner. So say you could turn the, like, pain part off, then you could really run to what your then I would physiological be a capacity was <laughs> instead of being held back by pain. Because obviously everyone can only get to a certain level of being able to run, like, mm. from a physiological perspective. But, like, pain like if, can if, if the keep body, you from getting to that the, point. So if the human body actually had options like that, I feel like turning off pain entirely would have to be a dev cheat, you know? Yeah. Like a, like a slash pain set zero or something like that. I feel like that wouldn't be available to just anyone. Right. Yeah, I know. But Mm. anyway, to get to our total score. So I gave, I gave choreography an eight. Did you guys say what you gave? Choreography? (laughs) No. (laughs) I also gave it an eight. Ben, you kind of like matched up here, but I, my total score is way less than yours. Let me re-add it just in case. No, I think I think it's. Uh, just... I guess I guess I'll all. I haven't really thought about it very much. I'll do eight as well, just because that's a very agreeable number. Yeah, mine's. Yeah. A, I gave mine. Mine's totally a sixty-three percent. And mine's totally a seventy-two. Which which is good on our podcast. Actually, Jonathan. that's pretty. Not actually not that bad to be honest right. on our podcast. And mine is totally not added up yet. So give me a second. Okay, well we'll, we'll sort of move in. I'm just joking. We can move into Brita moments. Brita moments with Brita. <laughs> Which is plot holes and things we didn't like. Um, and that and we call it Brita Moments because of Brita Firm Community, and you'll just have to watch the show to know why. Yeah. Or watch YouTube. Uh, let me just we're tired of explaining it. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next part. <laughs> uh, my, my, my score is actually kind of lower than I thought it would be. Uh, 67. Really? Wow, lower than Ben. Oh, that's... Be- I am very surprised. I'm very surprised. It's because he it. gave... Oh, it's because I put message so low. Yeah, that's, that's like, what If you is. want to get a good score, you have to be... Because so you gave like it a 6. Yeah. If, if I had given it three extra points, it would have been up in 70, and I would be like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It's just because message is... So, at the end of the day, I, I'm still the most optimistic film critic, even by somebody who says they like the movie, and I'm like, ah, I sort of like the movie, and I still end up rating it higher. Life is not fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just because the rare criteria doesn't take into account Daniel Craig's beautiful blue eyes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, they were unnaturally blue. Oh, those were so blue. Like, he would squint and you could still see the blueness. Yeah. This I know, right? <laughs> That's why they hired him. John, Jonathan gets really ecstatic about it. <laughs> so... If that if if that had been added in, 
would have easily been over 100, but I know. So be, you know I, I'm sorry I that we didn't have a 10 for Daniel Craig's blue eyes. So mm-hmm. now that gives me a score of 82 out of 110. <laughs> yeah, 73 out of 110. <laughs> Uh, we did make a list on our Instagram of uh, each of our most attractive male celebrities. Uh, like uh, Zach and David made a list, and then like our friends Caleb and Anna both made the individual list, and I made a list. I was the only one who had Daniel Craig on the list. I rated him number ten. Really? Yeah. The one that, just the because one that Daniel Craig never came to mind for, yeah. ever, for David everyone's? and I. Or? Yeah, maybe I was the only person who thought of him, but I actually think he's like pretty attractive. You know, like I, I, I think mm. like. Somebody who can age well is like that's a good standard for a guy. Like you need mm-hmm. somebody who's like mm-hmm. sorta in their thirties, forties, fifties who's like still. That's looks why good. we put Idris Elba. Yeah, I mean I get it. But like Tom Holland, see they put Tom Holland on their list. We put Tom Holland as like number one. eight Because he's just too young. Like I don't yeah. We put him yeah. on number eight. Well how how old how old is Tom Cruise? He he's getting up there, isn't he? Yeah, but he's, he's kinda not, he's kinda weird. List. He's kinda weird looking. Yeah. Like if you actually think about it. In fact, we don't want him on yeah. our podcast. No, we'll I, never I, have Tom Cruise. no, we'll never have Tom Cruise on. Even if fact, Tom Cruise was him. begging us to be on our podcast, we yeah. wouldn't have him on. In fact, we hate him really badly. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a Scientologist. Oh, I was joking weird. earlier about how most of your emails were, f- were just from people who disagree, but mo- re- in reality, about a solid fifty percent of them are from exclusively Tom Cruise. Yeah, they're like, why, why do you why do you not want podcast? me on the podcast? I want to be on the podcast to be like, no, Tom Cruise. I, I mean, won't talk about Scientology. I swear. Tom, you be- stop asking. We said no. We don't like that what you did to Kate, whatever her Katie Holmes, who was like the not. I don't even know what he did. I don't like to be honest. I think they were married and then they got divorced. Whatever. Uh. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, hey, I don't. What, I don't know. What a note to end our critiques on. Well, the Brita moment <laughs> for me was definitely like it probably wasn't specific moments. It was probably okay. Maybe there was a specific moment. I don't like. I already mentioned this, but uh, what's her name? Uh, starts with the V. What's the girl's name? Vesper. 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 Her face. So, um, any time that she would like say a line, and this is just me. I don't, I really don't know why, but I thought about this the whole movie. Like, oh, just for some reason to me, she seemed like she was gonna like lecture me about something. Just you know. Yeah, she's just too smug. She's too full of herself. Yeah. Which makes sense why she would betray. Maybe that was a hint. That yeah. she was gonna do something bad. So there was that. Ha, I that knew was it. a Brita moment for me, and then another Brita moment, which was kind of not just a specific moment, but it was that it was too long. So, yeah. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. By the way, I have no idea. Brita moment is like moments that you like dislike. Yes. Yeah. I would assume. And plot holes. Okay. Um. The finger sucking. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about that. Yeah. That that was actually really weird. Like. Like the scene in the shower, it, it, I don't know. They're if it in was the bad. shower, it was just really uncomfortable. They are clothed. <laughs> as a viewer, they are clothed in a shower. Which fine, I'm I'm glad they had clothes on. You know, that's at least <laughs> we got that going for us. But he starts sucking our fingers, and it's really weird. And it's almost, <laughs> it's probably one of the weirder things that we've seen since Good Time. Honestly, when he started making finger looking good. When he started making out with girl. that one girl, yeah. Um, I'm going to repeat the joke because I don't think anyone heard uh, it. Finger looking good. Yeah, apparently that's what Daniel Craig thought, you know. <laughs> I mean, not Daniel Craig, James Bond, sorry. Not, don't mean to speak into what Daniel Craig does in his personal life. <laughs> See, that's yeah, why I don't like this girl because she's he, just... He, that was weird, though, because thinking back on it, it's like she always was, like, going to betray him, but somehow she was so shocked by, like, the death scene that, like, I don't know, it's just weird. It, it seems inconsistent with her overall character. Mm-hmm. So that's my Brita moment. So maybe that flows it, into my Brita moment too, with the, yeah. inconsistency. And there. the thing is, I think it is a moment that could have been fixed without the finger licking. Yeah, that's true. I think it it definitely could have been fixed. Or they could have used the toes. Fact that Someone was like, "We have to have this in the movie. This is going to get some demographic." But I would be like, yeah. "I don't want that demographic at my movie." Yeah, we don't need those demographic in the in the. We don't need those people in the movie theaters. In fact. Yeah. 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 With other viewers that are healthy and come for the action. The next, de- the, the action and the poker people. that they don't understand. Yeah. Next, we have stock market, which is at the time of this movie after it was released. What would you invest in? So this could be like the movie series in general, the any of the actors in the movie, the production company, the director. Who would you mm. invest in? I would say Daniel Craig. Obviously, yeah, that's, that's an sure. easy one. Probably the mm-hmm. overall series, to be honest. Like, and that probably would have worked out. 
Well, you see, we have the added benefit of context of knowing that only every other movie is good. So I would invest in the period just before every other movie came out. Yeah, but you wouldn't have known that at the time that the movie is released. That's looking back on it now. At the time, I would have invested in the franchise because I I I know it wouldn't be my favorite franchise necessarily, but I know that people would definitely go to see it. Like yeah, six hundred thousand, six hundred million dollars. So yeah, from a monetary perspective, it's a no brainer. That that's that's more money than Lashif was trying to get. Yeah, that's, that's true. That that's a lot, <laughs> and, and and like people were willing to kill him over it. It's <laughs> like times four of that. It's, it's like hundred fifty yeah. million yeah. to, to six hundred. Yeah. Speaking of Lashif, I would invest in Mads Mikkelsen too, probably. Yeah. And Mads Mikkelsen, Daniel Craig in the series, I think, are my three. Yeah, I agree with Daniel that. Craig's got those blue eyes, so you know I gotta. Like the ocean. When he drove with yeah. it by the ocean, it, I couldn't even notice the difference. His eyes, the ocean, his eyes, the ocean. <laughs> I thought it was a bad green screen effect, and his eyes were just green. You know. Yeah, just... that's true. <laughs> Someone didn't chroma key it quite right. Okay, so now that we're coming to the end, the final round. Ding, ding. I haven't done ding. that in a while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Zach, first Zach is just... Zach is just like half dead. Just yeah, I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, finals week is rough. Yeah, it even is. It's not even here. It's not here yet, but I'm just dreading it. I know it's coming. It's finals. Finals week Eve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Finals week week Eve. Yeah. Like the whole week is an Eve of finals. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. my conclusion of this movie is that you know, um, if you want to watch a good spy, a decent spy thriller that will keep you entertained and will make you want to play Texas Hold'em, then you should watch this movie. And you'll also learn some things about, like, how to trust people and how not to, what people you shouldn't trust and uh, how to annoy your boss. Uh, my take on it is, just like I said at the beginning, pow-pow. <laughs> Whoa. That was pretty deep. Or from Community. Pop. I don't know if I can top that, dude. I don't yeah. know if I can top that. It's putting you in a tough position. Yeah. Uh, pa pa pow. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Let's go. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. us on our listeners clapping. Yep. Our live audience. <laughs> hey, if you're Let me listening, just clap into the mic. Let me peek the audio real quick. Just. If you're a listener, send us audio of you clapping after you hear that. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. weird. <laughs> yes, do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. We can make this even more weird. Send video of just a single clap. Yeah. And we'll post it on our story. The loudest but clap tag us. wins, yes. And it'll just be like nobody will understand why you're posting it, but you just post it and you just clap up. Just one clap on your story, tag us in your Instagram, and we'll repost it. I promise. So there, That's a Ben guarantee. That's a Ben. You can be, yeah, whatever, whatever Zach And if said. he doesn't live up to it, you can sue him. Yes, we're getting. I hope you- not. I have very little money. Someone's gonna use this against you one day. <laughs> one day. One day, I will regret having this podcast. This is a silent business contract that he doesn't know that he is agreeing to. If he is unable for any reason to not repost it, you can sue. Him. You are you. You can sue him. You yeah. can legally do that. Here you go, Ben's enemies. There's a free one. Mm-hmm. There's a lot mm-hmm. of them. There's a lot of enemies out there. Ben makes enemies. A lot of people just hate you. You know. Mm-hmm. Like it's man. very, it's very, yeah. I don't even know how wise acts on this podcast. We've had so many arguments about this thing. Yeah. Or mm. like, should we call it the movie vault or the, the movie podcast? Yeah. Cause the movie vault's the one hour a week that we get along and then the rest of it's just a full on. Yeah. Know, we wrestled this morning. Yeah. Just to, to mm. the, almost to the death. I don't, you can't really see it. No, on it was face. to the death. He resuscitated me. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, beat me. Just, uh-uh. Well, well, I mean, you, you clearly got a good blow, and I'm seeing a black eye on Benji at the moment, so I mean, yeah. clearly you got a good one in. Yeah, even before he died, he did get a little yeah, bit of a strike on me. Yeah, the fire extinguisher at him. Yeah, that kind of stunk. Yeah. I was like, Zach, why'd you do that? I was like, I was trying to kill you, boy. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's right. I forgot about that, because I have a concussion. Yeah, and then I was like, hey, I had one <laughs> That's of why you thought the back. movie was so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, I had a concussion, that's why you and I actually didn't like this great. movie. <laughs> I was like I I I was like so spaced out that I just didn't really understand what was happening. I was like, yeah, it was a good message. <laughs> hey, there yeah, was uh, 
I will say there was some good asthma representation in That's this movie. That's true. We, we forgot to mention but that. Good asthma rep- I have asthma. I have to use an inhaler. I use albuterol. And I loved seeing... You know, I didn't actually know that you had asthma until this day. Really? No, I've never seen you use an inhaler or albuterol. I knew, so. yeah. I knew that you had asthma the very day I met you. Yes, we met today. <laughs> <laughs> so you could say that Jonathan and Zach are already closer friends. Yes, we are. <laughs> Have we wrestled to the death? No, <laughs> we have not. Maybe well, one day. Hold on, day, let, me open, let me pull up my schedule. I think I might be able to fit something in. We'll, we'll um, wrestle through Zoom right now, or whatever we're on <laughs> Google Meets or whatever. Google Meet, totally uh, the better version of Zoom because you can use it. Nah, you can yeah. use it um, off-brand Zoom I without having forty minutes that get cut off. So that's why I like yeah. it. And, and Google only steals the data, so it's really not that big of a deal. No, so. yeah, they could probably resell our podcast. They'll as probably a sue you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I said something bad about the Google. Oh no! All right, random. All right, anyway. Uh, I I cut you off there. Sorry, but no, it's fun. No, no, no it's don't fun. talk. Ben I'm, doesn't I'm want you to talk. I'm not sure that you are, though. This is not a joke. <laughs> If you could see my face, you would get part of it. Part of this is we can't see Jonathan because he doesn't have a <coughs> camera, but he can see us. So it's like the and awkward they, moment when you're in a Zoom breakout room and you're the only one like, with your camera on. Yeah. <laughs> well, when also for all you guys know, my mic just broke or whatever. Like that oh. could totally just be unintentional. Oh jeez. Well, we can yeah. still hear you, so. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, if, if something were to. Yeah, like that. I don't know. Uh, I think Jonathan went out, actually. So, <laughs> I don't know whether that was a joke or, like, a real thing. So, I guess it's time to close the vault. Oh, poor guy. Can't do it. Yeah. Psych, my mic has a mute button. <laughs> oh, psych, psych, I lie. <laughs> I was actually tricked for a second. I'm a pathological liar. <laughs> I had a feeling that it was a trick, but I was also like, "Well, you did mention that your mic might break or something," and I was like, no, "That's kind of weird that he was that coincidence." Pro- <laughs> he had I a pro- think not. a prophetic statement. I just yeah. thought he he was messing with it and ripped the wire on accident. Yeah. Oh just- no, dude, that would damage the USB port unnecessarily. Yes, A B C D. He too clumsy with it. All right, do you want to close the vault, Jonathan? You can make any noise to symbolize closing the mm. vault. Um, I have this here water bottle. I shall crush it. Ta-da, it's closed now. <laughs> 007. <was> horrible. 